1: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods.
0: That is exactly what I needed to hear.
1: Thank God someone here knows what you're talking about. That's
0: us, that's right. Gotta love this American ride. All right,
2: you need to take the time and get the full picture. ladies. I mean, they read my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady.
0: What do you want from me? I'm not a to sake kid. keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not a
3: This is the Annie Fry Show. And welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Annie Fry. You can find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. We have another hour here together today. And I wanted to point out that I, maybe I was sleeping on this story, but I didn't realize the teacher strike in Portland lasted three weeks. That is so long for kids to be out of school. When the teachers strike, normally they say they're doing it because In the end, the kids will benefit from this. We're we're doing it for the kids, but they're not doing it for the kids. (laughs) I think that needs to be off the board immediately whenever they try to justify being out for three weeks. That is so long. Tis the season to strike. How many different strikes have we seen at the end of the year? The auto strikes here in Detroit were some of the biggest ones that we have ever seen. We had how many strikes? Can you think of the SAG-AFTRA actor strike, the writer strike? There was healthcare strikes. There's
4: like everyone was striking here for a while. So isn't the there an air traffic control strike, or maybe there's one looming? I don't know which. There's so many
3: different strikes going on. But when you hear, um, I understand it's a profession and you are represented by a union. And when there's a conflict, a strike is on the table. The teachers, though, did vote to strike to be able to authorize the leadership to do that, in which they did. But being out three weeks, how in the world can you try to spin this and say it's for the benefit of the kids at this point? You've really damaged them just, for just, being out for three weeks. Yeah, just
4: be honest. I mean, don't try to to spin this and say it's for the kids. Everybody knows. And you, you may be fine with the cause that they're striking for. Like That's fine. But just be honest that you're saying we're striking because we want higher pay. It's It doesn't yeah. it have nothing to do with the kids. But also, I think all of these strikes are happening because you're right, you don't usually see this many in such a short period of time. The reason they're all happening now, inflation. Anytime inflation goes up as fast as it has, and I've heard Charles Payne talk about mm-hmm. this on Fox Business that whenever you see this, people strike quickly because they they say, "Well, you're not keeping up." with what our wages were a couple years ago, so we have to take drastic measures, so we have to do this. Well,
5: the other side of that is, too, is leverage. Whenever there's there's a worker shortage and that all that other stuff, you know, you've know, you got leverage, so then you can then use that power to negotiate a better deal for yourself.
3: Let me just say, on a side note, Charles Payne, people know who he is, but his profile should be a lot higher. He is so awesome.
4: Man, I couldn't agree uh, with you more. That guy is yeah. one of my favorite. Mark Cox has him on every Wednesday, and he oh, is one great. of my favorite, if not my favorite, media personality in the world. I he love that be, guy's fantastic.
3: Uh, when you, when it comes to the world of media personalities, he might be in the beer a uh, B tier, but he should be in the A tier. Yeah, he needs to be pumped up. Uh, but number two, with all these other strikes, um, I think it is it possible that this is just the world we live in now, where if you're part of a union, it's almost expected that at some point you're going to have a dispute and go on strike. I think that when I talked to some experts about this, they mentioned that we've gone a long time without seeing a lot of labor disputes and now it's just boiling over and you're seeing a lot more leverage on the worker side that they're able to actually win some of these battles. You think that's possible? It's just we're going to live in a world where people are just going to strike for the sake of striking, knowing they have leverage?
4: Well, no. I think that we're in a period of time that historically this is a time where you're going to see a lot of strikes, and it's because of the quick inflation, because you're always going to have inflation. But whenever it goes up this fast, uh, workers do feel slighted because everything costs more. It's funny because we're in a period of time now where – and this is kind of a broader question. I'll I'll kind of ask you guys this, but – Do you think that America is waking up to the fact that some of these political, you know, these spending projects and things, they actually do have real life impact because never before in my lifetime, especially in my adult lifetime, have I seen the direct impact of government spending on my own pocket in the way that I have in the last three years?
3: Oh, it's terrible right now. And you find that it's so much harder to balance your own home budget when you're overage on everything because everything costs more. It That throws everything off because you think, oh, yeah, I'll just make it work. But it's so hard to make it work anymore. Yeah. And people are not happy about it. And I love, love, love that the White House is still committed to Bidenomics. <laughs> and they it's just amazing. want to
4: make it look like this just is a positive hook thing. Car our wagon right oh, no. to this. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah, well, they wagon. have nothing to run on. So it's like they have to just make things up. They do.
5: If I was running their campaign, it would be, the sorry for the stereotype, but the Orange Man bad campaign. That's what my campaign (laughs) would be. That is
4: what it is. That's what (laughs) you wish granted, Brad.
5: (laughs) I wouldn't be touting anything about my accomplishments or lack thereof. We wouldn't talk about me at all. I would just try to make it a referendum on Donald Trump.
3: (laughs) Yep. Uh, Now, did you see the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, talking about- Did you hear that clip? Can I play it for you? Yeah, This is so good. I think you'll instantly know what he's quoting here. Anyone listening will absolutely know what he's quoting here, but he is so quoting it out of context, it's hysterical. Now, with that being the education secretary, of course, he's out there to try to justify that there's a lot of resources out there for uh, the United States government to help with these school districts, like Portland, for example, that's striking, to give them uh, all the help they need. So listen to... uh, Listen to this clip. This is great. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're
5: available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> um, there's, there are resources there. There's technical assistance there. And there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this.
4: Our students are waiting.
3: Okay. So he uses the Ronald Reagan, one of the probably the <laughs> most famous Ronald Reagan quote out of context to make it sound like, hey, take a take a look at what Ronald Reagan said. Hey, we're here to help. We're, we're the from the government. We're
4: here <laughs> to help.
5: That's like 180 degrees <laughs> the opposite.
4: Technically, the, he did say that. Well, no. But well, not in the, that
5: context. Here's the quote.
3: The nine. Here's the quote from Ronald Reagan. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help <laughs> you get a little bit out of context. You think maybe is it possible that the
4: education secretary has Jeez. never heard the Reagan quote in context? I wonder. It really does sound like he hasn't. And this is one of those situations where. Everybody gets things wrong and yeah. you're just in the middle of something Yeah, but, and, it, and you call the mind, oh, I've heard this quote before. And you just pull, you know, you, you should be a little bit more prepared in a situation like that. But, you know, this happens. But when you're the secretary of education, it can't, it just adds to, it can't. but you of all people, you really <laughs> should know these things and you're still using it wrong. Oh, boy.
3: It's not uh, a good look for him. And of course, a lot of people are mocking him online. Can I also uh, mention that I finally saw online that Tim Fitch got his pension that was due to him? It took, what, four years for him to fight for the pension that was due to him? I cannot yeah. believe it took that long, but that's the right side of it. So I wanted to congratulate him. It was a worthwhile fight. But what a lousy thing, though, St. Louis County politics that try to deny him his pension because he was a police chief for all those different years. Then he served on council. And after that, they said, oh, no, 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 because you served as a government official, then you're not due any of this money for your pension. And he said, no, that's not how it works. And he justified his case and won. Now they owe them all that back money plus interest, and now you have the legal fees on top of that that are going to be taxed to the taxpayer. And I just want to say, this is so stupid they challenged this to begin with. It's absolutely absurd they challenged that.
4: Yeah, from from what I read about this, and again, I was gone this weekend, but I was I was still actually following it more than I, I, I normally do on vacation. But I was following this one a little bit because it, it was, it's such a local story and it costs taxpayers, estimates are about $300,000 in lawsuits that were completely unnecessary wow. just because Sam Page and Tim Fitch don't get along and Sam Page decided to fight Tim Fitch on this pension thing. Well what what did, what did you end up saving? Like were were you doing it because of the nobility of the office? I, I don't I get what we were trying to accomplish if you're Sam Page. If if he was trying to save if- the money from Tim Fitch, then he end up he spending try- more than that. He wasn't trying to save the money
5: from Tim Fitch. He was trying to deny Tim Fitch the money is what he was trying to do. And basically the game is, and, and this is always the game, the government is playing with house money so they don't have to deal the cost. But Tim Fitch, in fighting for what is rightfully his, he's having to pay his lawyer fees out of pocket. And I think what Sam Page's strategy was is maybe I can make this too expensive for him to fight and get. That's, that's that's so disgusting. I, it's and we disgusting, see it, we're seeing yeah. it
4: all on a national stage, but when you boil it down because this is what they're doing to Trump over and mm-hmm. over and over and over in so many different circumstances. And but they're doing it to all it's, kinds it's of people, fair. not just Trump. They're doing it to all kinds of people now. This is a strategy. And now Sam Page, this is St. Louis County. This isn't big federal money. This is little bitty St. Louis County doing this with real taxpayer money that they could actually feel from this. And there will there be political consequences? Probably not. And that's why he's getting away with doing it.
3: Yeah. So he was in, in some context here. 30 years, uh, police chief, 30, something like that. It's a long time. So after he retires from that, he's due a pension that would come with that position. So he takes on a part-time position in the St. Louis County as a councilman. And his argument was that, okay, it's part-time and it's an elected official. It's not a full-time job that would disqualify me from collecting my pension. And he's absolutely 100% right. Um, So... Yes, you are 100 percent right to also say that the people that were trying to pull this on him were essentially saying that in order for you to collect this money that's due to you, you're going to have to leave council. One of the only Republicans on the board that uh, are elected officials. And we don't like that you challenge us or challenge sam page he doesn't like it so you know what we're going to do everything we can to try to force you out so you can live you know on the money that you're guaranteed to begin with which is absolutely ridiculous to try to pull that luckily tim fitch didn't um flinch I that's not really a pun but he, he continued to fight it and he won he stayed on the council as long as he did and now he gets the, all this money and his lawyers come out and rightfully so saying this is what your government did you lost what three hundred grand or something? They said roughly. Yeah. You lost because of this lawsuit the county uh, put up that was kind of uh, bogus to begin with. Go ahead. Thank Sam Page, for losing more of your taxpayer money on top of all the other money that's already been lost.
5: Did uh, was Tim Fitch the one that led the charge against Sam Page because Sam Page was an anesthesiologist that said he was? Oh yeah. Was Tim Fitch yeah. the one that led that charge on that one?
3: Sure. I mean, he actually was investigating. Yeah. And part of the investigation was, okay, he said, you know, I've talked to Tim Fitch about this a lot. And, you know, I'm going to have to mention that I've been out of market for a little while. So I don't know if there's a lot of developments. But when I was there, and if I remember correctly, he was also taking testimony from people that saw him working when he said he wasn't working, Um, being able to have a side job when you're not allowed to have a side job, according to the charter in the county. A lot of that was disputed, of course. But now I don't think Sam Page is doing a good job. He never did a good job. In fact, he was splitting his time between two different jobs. He wasn't showing up to council meetings. He wasn't having any accountability to the taxpayers. And Tim Fitch took exception to that, which most people should, because if you're someone that has a full-time job like that, and it says specifically in the charter that you give all of your time to this job and you actually don't, you give your time to another job as an anesthesiologist and lie to people about it, then that is a problem. So he was leading that charge to investigate it. I don't know if anything ever came from it in the last year, honestly, because once I left the market, I started paying
4: attention to other things. This is nasty retribution politics. Yeah. And you, like you said, yeah. Brad, it's using house money that he has no accountability for. And the the only accountability would be through voters. Well, voters have got to realize with this particular case, because like I said, when, when it's a big, big federal money or it's a state like Georgia going after somebody, you're not as an individual probably going to notice that, oh, they spent a million dollars here and right. there. But when you're in the county and you can say, oh, my hometown didn't get this little beautification project because they just didn't have an extra $300,000. We didn't fix these potholes. Whatever it is, <laughs> like that stuff's real when it gets down yeah. to this level.
6: Well,
5: the thing about it is, too, and it's like if you stop and think about this, if, if if and this is just speculation, if Sam Page was mad because Tim Fitch went after him for being an anesthesiologist well, he knew he wasn't supposed to be doing it and then he turns around and then goes after Tim Fitch's income do you really want that kind of person in a leadership and power p- position like the kind of person that's so manipulative that not only is he 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 frustrated because he wasn't following the rules somebody called him on it that he would then in turn use the power of government to go after his enemy go after his enemy yeah isn't this exactly At cost. What, isn't this exactly what they they say Donald Trump will do if he gets reelected? And they're <laughs> in office right now, as we speak, doing the same thing.
3: That's a fascinating point. Uh you go after my income, I'm gonna go after years, meaning that he shouldn't have had that job to begin with, Sam Page being the person that shouldn't have had the side job in the full time position as the uh, in the county. But then once that is challenged or looked at as being challenged because it broke the charter, then, yeah, I'll go after yours next for leading the charge. That's a really interesting retaliation. Um, I think you can draw that conclusion and ch- and say that could have been part of the motivation, mostly because I don't trust Sam Page further farther than I can throw him. Is that the phrase? And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, it doesn't. Uh, it, honestly, it it's a completely believable. Uh, based on everything I've heard. So, uh, you know, when we come back, a few things I saw in AI, I I kind of like what AI is doing, but there's a lot of red flags in what could happen with artificial intelligence in the future. And what we saw was some pretty strong claims that Sports Illustrated is publishing articles written by AI authors, and they're trying to conceal the fact that it's AI. So let's talk about that coming up. I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Andy Fry. Don't go anywhere.
1: Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up.
2: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: Whatever happened to these guys? Anyway? I,
4: I, I don't know. I think they still tour. I don't know that they're making a lot Do of, they? of the, I, Yeah. I don't know what they're doing as far as new music it's goes. Bare Naked Ladies is yep. the band, I think. Is that right? Whenever that song came what? out, every time Flag I came out. No, no. That's oh, a different man. band. Yeah, that's different band. I'll tell you what, that um, was a jam. Whew. But that song, when it came out, I can't ever hear it without thinking, oddly, of my friend, Dr. P- Ty Parker from Fountain's Family Dentistry, who when <laughs> I first heard it, I go, that's oh, kind of a catchy song. He goes, sounds like a Pepsi ad. <laughs> I'm like, actually, it kind of does sound like it's an ad for, well, it's all been done except for Pepsi, the choice of a new yep. generation. Oh, that's
3: hilarious. That's good. <laughs> Did you see the um next generation? <laughs> yeah. You see Sports Illustrated was called out for having fake writers with fake stories made by AI and not disclosing it. This no, is a no, starting to turn that. into a pretty big scandal. So they found on their website there was a dude by the name of Drew. His name uh Drew Ortiz. And they look at the picture and they said, Well, that's a pretty suspicious looking headshot there. And they <laughs> analyzed it, and they realized that this was probably made through one of these picture generators, that AI, artificial intelligence, oh, could c- create these pictures.
5: They even generated the author's profile picture?
3: Oh, yeah. and And you read the profile itself, and it reads like... A artificial intelligence bot would write a profile. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. So then they say, okay, this is kind of strange. I guess this author is using some sort of, you know, cover because they don't want to be identified on the website. Maybe it's a privacy issue. Maybe it's just some lowly staffer that they don't want to give credit to or properly pay. So then they started reading the articles, and the articles read like an artificial intelligence would pop out, that type of data. So they questioned. Sports Illustrated about this. And they said, hey, uh, do you have like AI writing some of your sports articles? You know what Sports Illustrated did? They took it all down. (laughs) (laughs) They deleted everything. So what do you think that said? And then they said, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So they took everything down. And now they're just really trying to sidestep it because – Apparently, there's a writer's union that a lot of the writers are a part of. And then the union comes out with a statement and says, we take this very seriously and we're looking into it because we don't know anything about this. Well, Sports Illustrated is still kind of quiet, but the union side of it (laughs) is like this is a major violation of the agreement that we have with Sports Illustrated. That artificial intelligence was one of the main sticking points that you saw during the writer's strike. And also during the SAG-AFTRA strike, and a lot of people think that SAG-AFTRA didn't go strong enough on artificial intelligence. Writers went pretty strong on it. So this is a major concern for people that create content, write articles, could influence us here on the radio that create things not only for the website, but for on air in movies, script writers and music. There's some pretty big ramifications about it, too. They say you can't put the genie back in the bottle when it comes to artificial intelligence. Uh, Do you think the only thing you can do is at this point disclose it 100% say this was written or this was produced or this was created with the help of artificial intelligence or through almost entirely artificial intelligence? and then you as a consumer decides if you want to consume that or not.
4: Yeah, I think that would be completely fair. I don't you're right, you can't put this back in. I was going to say this is the future, but it's it's not the future. It's happening right now. I wonder how many articles you read right now that are at least partially written by AI. And that's going to be the key mm-hmm. is that there'll be authors and I don't think the writers strike affected this because I think that was more concerning scripts for television that would have been mm-hmm. screenwriters. This would have been more article side. But um, and publications. But uh, I think that what you're going to see is probably a hybrid of this a lot. And this may be happening right now all the time. And you just don't know it is that an author will say, well, generate me um, a five paragraph article on Hunter Biden's testimony today. And it will. And then they go in and kind of adjust to make sure that it, it reads like a real person. Because if you, you, Ryan, you said that your wife works at a school, Brad, Mm -hmm. your wife does. My wife is a teacher and my wife is specifically an English teacher. So she's already dealing with students who are writing papers who are not writing papers. They are plugging the information into AI and saying, generate a script. Well, good thing is the AI is also smart enough that the teachers can run it through AI yeah. to see if it was written by AI. <laughs> so they've yeah. they've already had to start doing these things. My guess is that there are people listening right now who they know, yeah, that's that's we're already doing it. We've been doing it for a couple of years.
3: Let's look at another instance where artificial intelligence could actually help. And you saw that big companies like Facebook, Meta, they're getting sued because one of the major claims, of course, is that they're allowing underage users onto their platforms that is damaging to not only their mental health, but it also puts them in a compromising position as minors to things that they could be exposed to things they may put on there that may not be legal. And there are certain regulations put into place. And a lot of times these companies say they're quote unquote self-regulating. Oh, you can't go on this platform until you're at least 13 years old. And that'll help you with some, at least maturity to know if you're doing what is right and wrong. Well, some of the big lawsuits that are brought up against them in a lot of states, uh, it's more than half of the states, I think it's like 30-some states, said that companies like Meta or Facebook are turning a blind eye to these underage users because in some ways, it's a lot of money to be lost. When you're on Instagram and you have a lot of your base users under a certain age, why turn off that faucet of revenue uh, when you can just continue on and allow it to do its thing, do make its run? What is it actually harming in the long run? Well, that's what states are saying. It is actually very harmful to youth. So they sue them. They're saying they're turning the blind eye to it. This is the other side of it. With all of the artificial intelligence we have, the algorithms, the sophisticated technology that all of these companies say they have because it's a selling point to them and their shareholders, how in the world can they make an argument to say they didn't know when they have all the tools in the world that indicates they would 100% know?
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, it, it, this is such a dicey issue, and it's so weird that we're now talking about it in terms of things like mental health and national security and things yeah. like that, because you just never would have thought, I don't know about you, it just seemed like in previous times, things were just so much more clear cut. And now you have to deal with issues that would affect the way our youth are thinking Because they're not programmed in the United States, they might be a foreign adversary. You know, like these things are just—it's so weird the issues of our time that you would never expect because of technology and really warfare. uh, Up until Russia invaded Ukraine, you're like, well, warfare is all going to be informational. You know, like you didn't even—you people weren't even talking about real war in the same way anymore because you thought, well, it's all going to take place like in cyberland.
3: Yeah, you know, um, it's such a strange thing because artificial intelligence can be something that is very useful to, to a lot of people. It could help them be more creative. I look at it and say, you know, the, the where I lack in artistic ability, AI could be able to take your vision with enough manipulating and be able to create something really cool for personal use probably, but still something very cool. And now uh, we look at it and say that, even for something like that, it could cause major issues. I think there was a quote, uh, where was it? I was looking somewhere and they said in five years, artificial intelligence is going to be so damaging that we're going to hit the point of no return. And it's going to be pretty much taking over our lives. That kind of scares me because I think of it as this is a fun thing to play around with. And other people are looking at it as it's like the next A-bomb. Like they're going to introduce yeah. like the next major thing that's going to destroy nations. Kind of like uh, Oppenheimer the movie coming out in the moral dilemma he had of putting that sort of technology into the hands of everyone. He thought for some reason that it would bring peace knowing that everyone had this mutual destruction idea in the background. So it'll keep people away from dropping the next bomb. But in reality, it's actually escalated the amount of threats that we had. Maybe AI's like that too.
4: The struggle is just like with anything else. I mean, I was talking about my son's soccer stuff. It's like even with sports, if the other team is going to do it, you almost have to do it like to, to keep up. And so you can say all day, well, I don't know if I'm going to use AI. I don't know if I'm going to use a smartphone, but if everybody's doing it, you can make cool. a stand, you know, you can make a stand and say, no, I won't, I won't do it. Mm. But will you be, but it's going to cost you. out of the conversation for that next job you're looking for or whatever, because well, now the program, like here, you have to have two step authentication to get into your email. Well, if you don't have a smartphone, that makes it really hard. Does that mean that they look over your resume like after you do the interview because oh, you're going to cost us more money because we have to treat you differently? Like that's kind yeah. of stuff. You know, it really does I, happen.
3: Wait a minute, how do I get that on my flip phone? Yeah, flip phone. I am maybe three years away from getting a flip phone. I'm so tired of my smartphone. I'll be in that realm. They'll look at me and they say, "What do you mean?" You know. Uh, or, you know, it could be the other way, and we're just going to implant chips into your hand. so that's how we'll authenticate you in the future. So don't worry about this uh, two-cycle authentication or whatever it's called, two-factor.
4: We'll just uh, chip you. Yeah, and then just, you'll just lean your barcode over, over the scanner. And le- it's, it's in your forehead.
3: Right in the back of your head, like in Hitman or whatever in that video game. Uh, they'll just scan the barcode on the back of your head. Just please lean over, please, so we can scan your head. Uh, you know, I people have been answering the poll question on youtube do we have an answer to uh, bring up next
4: segment we do uh, we'll give you the results and a bunch of comments because there's been quite a few today talking about this poll which is which hunter biden testimony would pose a greater threat to joe biden behind closed doors or a public hearing the news of the day of course is that hunter biden has agreed to testify to the house oversight committee so we're asking that question let us know what you think
3: Yeah, I don't think he had much of a choice. I mean, at some point they have enough evidence to just subpoena him to show up. Right. 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 So he's just basically saying, all right. All right. You got me. So let's uh, let's get this over with. Essentially, it'll be easier for me to volunteer this and then not answer the questions as opposed to being forced to and then not answering and then look like I'm not a active participant where you can actually, oh, I don't know, jail me for not answering. So let's do that after the segment. Uh, I'm Ryan Recker, filling in for Andy Fry. If you want to find me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. It's always a pleasure to get to fill in with you guys. I miss you guys so much. And you got the Christmas decorations up in the studio already. Whose idea was that? Was that Andy Fry's idea? You know it was. You know it was Andy Fry's (laughs) idea. (laughs) I'm Ryan Recker, filling in on 97.1 FM Talk.
2: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places?
6: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
3: Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. You can always find us online, Ryan Recker Radio, if you want to look me up. Uh, And I always appreciate, you know, sometimes I get people that listen to my late night show And they like to know when I'm filling in, when I'm doing work over here on 97.1. So thanks for all the support and the people that have messaged me because of that. I really appreciate it. All right. So you guys do the YouTube poll. And the question for the YouTube poll today was on Hunter Biden. Do you want to set this up and give us the result?
4: Yep, the poll is on Hunter Biden. It is which Hunter Biden testimony would pose a greater threat to Joe Biden. Of course, the news being that Hunter Biden has agreed to testify before a House Oversight Committee. His attorney, his attorneys want this to be a public hearing, but we don't know whether it will be. The question is, which one do you think would be more damaging, closed doors or public hearing? And Brad, I think, is probably pulling up those results.
5: Yeah, yeah uh, first of all, I want to read a few comments. This one, first one's from Quick. Quick Rick, he says anything behind closed doors is a threat to Joe Biden. If there's one if there's one thing that the public wants more than anything else, it's transparency. We don't need secrecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ripper says that the, that poll is too close to call. I can't decide if it would be a difference. Um, let's see if you get here from Katie. Katie said, I think anything behind closed doors is unlikely to make a difference. It has to be in public to have any effect. And then scooter said, I think the American people deserve to see Hunter Biden's testimony rather than read a transcript. I do not think it will hurt Joe Biden. So You don't think so? That's what he said. Oh, he just said that. Yeah. Wow. Sco- scooters are a resident liberal.
4: Okay. So, uh, There's one from Doug I just pulled up real quick. I, it says, the poll is mis- missing an option. Neither. Biden won't be hurt by Hunter's testimony. Everybody on both sides already made up their mind. Republicans won't do a darn thing. Uh, with the testimony. This is moot.
3: So well, I don't know if you can say can't do a thing. Okay, what's the results of the poll? So with
5: 112 votes in, 29 percent of the people said that a closed door meeting would be more uh, would be a greater threat. And then 71 percent said a public hearing would be the
3: biggest threat to Joe Biden. Wow. A lot of people looking at the public hearing side of things. That's what I don't want to happen, where it goes behind a closed door and it takes forever to get the results, maybe even after the election. And people wonder why in the world did this take so long to get out there? I think it's a lot harder to suppress information, though, when it's a public hearing, meaning that we've seen a lot of information suppressed on this very topic in the past. um, Given from the government side, from the social media side in these different collaborations that the FBI had with social media entities to try to discredit this information to begin with. It's very difficult to do that when you have the person giving the actual testimony up front. I think you even saw the... Bobolinski interview with Tucker Carlson where he came out and said, here's everything. Uh, And, you know, I was close enough to know all of this, and here's what I know. And all of that was even looked at as discredited. But instead, you go back and look at some of the claims he made, and they've all Mm -hmm. been vindicated.
4: Yes, it's amazing. That stuff's been out here for a long time. And the more they dig into it, the more layers they peel back, the worse, the more rotten it gets. It's not as if you pull back a layer and you go, oh, well, this this did look bad but now that we've gotten to the core it really just kind of looked bad it was okay this has gotten worse and worse and worse and every agency has stonewalled it stonewalled it nothing happened in the first 2 years of his term because there was a democrat house so it's only since republicans have taken over the house that you've started to get to the bottom of this and they're still not to the bottom and so this stuff takes time they're now subpoena you know he's going to respond to the subpoena The question being, will anything come of this, though? I really love what STL says on here. (laughs) Says, uh, poll, hurt Joe Biden? Has nothing to do with Joe Biden. We just want the truth. Too much has already been suppressed. I mean, that is a fact. Really, ultimately, what we as Americans, not Republicans, Democrats, should want to know is What's really happening? Has he sold out the country either as president or especially as vice president for personal gain? Because if that's true, that's something that we historically as Americans have always said, that's corruption. We should definitely crack down on that no matter who it is.
5: Well, the question is, too, it's like – how many other politicians, I mean, Joe Biden aside, how many other politicians are doing something similar to this, basically selling their office for, allegedly selling their office There's for, one that
4: I know of. He's from New Jersey. His name is Menendez. <laughs> Menendez, But <yeah>. everybody's <laughs> got a problem
5: with that, and I think the only reason that people don't have a problem with Joe Biden doing it is because Joe Biden was the one that they- They wanted Joe Biden in office because he would be the return to normalcy from Donald Trump. And it seems like everything that they accuse Donald Trump of doing- They're finding out they're doing themselves. And it's just wild to me that, like, people are so adamant that it's like, no, it can't be this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you might, guys might have to look in the mirror and go, we put the wrong guy in office.
3: Yeah. And I think there's, there's a little bit of accountability from the media that I think they're not ready to admit to. Yeah. That when this was brought up before the election, it was almost in unison. The major networks locked arm to arm and said, This is Russian propaganda, and you are a liar, Donald Trump, for even (laughs) mentioning this, and this should not factor into anyone's vote. The idea that not only were they wrong, they were like really, really wrong, and now there's evidence to show that not only were they wrong, but they were probably had to be convinced to be wrong, and they wanted to be convinced because it benefited the person they wanted to win. Now they're going to have to face the reality that they have to admit that, which I think is going to be too difficult for them to do. And maybe that's why they don't want this to go forward further. They're going to have to admit that they were an active participant in this whole thing in order to try to sway an election in this last one.
4: That's a good point. Uh, The media is totally accountable for this, and they don't want to be. And then also... We forget that 52, I think it was, 52 former CIA and intelligence officials came out and lied through their teeth about (laughs) this and have faced no consequences for it. And that's what we talk about, slow walking this thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. those officials... Even from that, they had the laptop. A lot of these people, yeah, and they knew what was on it, and they knew that there were kickbacks. It's not what gets lost in the shuffle a lot when we talk about this Joe Biden and the foreign influence thing is what was trying to be accomplished. Well, with China, these were businesses that were in China that were trying to buy up more American land and were facing scrutiny for doing so. They were paying the vice president of the United States to gain political influence so that laws wouldn't be passed against China buying land. In the case Mm -hmm. of Ukraine, it was Burisma, Mm -hmm. which was a corrupt energy company, and everybody knew it was corrupt. And the reason that they hired the vice president's son to be on the board is because the government of the United States typically, and the United States in general companies, didn't want to deal with Burisma because they were too corrupt. (laughs) They were too corrupt to deal with. So Mm -hmm. what does this corrupt company do? They hire the vice president's son and then they pay for influence so that they can curry favor with the United States. This is very, very eight just typical stuff that is considered corruption that we shouldn't even be arguing over. But we are. You know, um, I think I
3: saw a quote that the president, Joe Biden, is OK with Hunter Biden publicly testifying because he is the smartest person he knows. <laughs> I made that <laughs> yeah. <up>. uh, But <laughs> Joe Biden did say that, but not in this instance. Am I seeing right that they're trying to target December 13th for this hearing? Is yes. that possible? Yeah, that's in day. a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's
5: that's really that quick. Yeah.
3: Uh, you OK, here's here's another thing. And if this is just a strategy strategy thing, but do you want to do this before a major holiday where people are going to forget about it? Like this seems like you're trying to like find a way to sweep this under the rug as fast as you can because no one's going to be like you can get this out during a holiday when people aren't paying attention to the news they're just going to forget about this by the new
4: well, year. Well, though, if you do it on the 13th before the the people have gone away for the holidays then you could be creating a talking point for holiday discussions.
5: Many a Christmas dinner ruined over that. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Get them out there. Start sharing that information with everyone. I saw a meme online, but I'm going to try to change this for Christmas, but it said, you don't know how much longer you have on this planet. Go ahead. Start that fight for Christmas. (laughs) So this is how you start a fight is bringing up politics right around with the family. Uh, Boy. Well, this will be a fascinating thing. December 13th, I'm trying to look at my calendar. That's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So it'd be three, uh, two weeks from
4: tomorrow. Oh, wow, that is so soon. By the way, since we're almost out of time here and talking about dates, this Thursday night, Newsom versus DeSantis, uh, mm. we will be carrying that debate live at 8 o'clock. Mm. Um, I we, we I'm really looking forward to it. If if you're not into it because you're like ah, eh, they're not going to be the candidates. Totally get it. But I just think this is going to be a very very distinct red versus blue, Democrat versus Republican debate that in, in ways that we have not seen a whole lot of. So Thursday night awesome. at eight, yeah.
3: I I think there's a lot of problems in California that could be brought up in something like this. Who's going to mostly air this? It's going to be conservative stations essentially well Hannity I mean, I,
4: is the moderator yeah. so I would think Ooh. you know this is something that but hey Newsom knows what he's doing he's stepping into it so we'll see how it you goes know what? good for him
3: yeah absolutely good for him and maybe there could be more of this in the future I you know is this is probably more entertaining than anything else and than informative but uh, you know I'd, I'd be interested in hearing that thanks guys for letting me fill in for any Friday day this has been a lot of fun always is thanks wrecker uh, I hope we get to do this again. I'm Ryan Recker. If you want to look me up on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk.
1: Get more at 971talk.com.